Only social media, which is the Instagram. So if you have not followed us on Instagram, please do. It's just Tawalets. That's it. It's on Instagram. You can message me for anything there. I've actually gotten a few suggestions from listeners on who they want on the show. And I really appreciate the feedback. Thank you so, so much. So if you want to let me know anything, again, please message Tawalet's Instagram. And I will take your suggestions into consideration. So like I said earlier, I've gotten a few messages from people asking about improv because I talk about it in every episode and in the last few episodes we've kind of shifted to have personalities come up on the show and the tawa part is that magi improv kami together i teach them an improv game we do improv together it's a lot of fun and a few people have been saying things like oh you know I have so much respect for people who do improv. You have to be smart to be able to do that. You have to have a lot of knowledge to be able to do that. You know, it's so hard. I don't think I could ever do it. And I'm here to debunk that because I truly believe that anybody can do improv comedy. Anyone. Anyone can do improv theater because it's something that can be learned. It's something that we teach and it's something that can be learned. And I'm going to be talking about the foundational principle of improv today. So, the foundational principle of improv is called yes and. And that just means that kung may magbibigay sa'yo ng offer, let's say I say, hey mom, let's go to the grocery. You have to say yes, first of all, na ikaw yung nanay. And second of all, you have to add to it. And that's what and is. So, you accept and you build. Yes And now, everybody who reads about improv or has seen improv on media, TV shows, movies, knows that this is something that improvisers do. Yes, and. In fact, when I had the BL brothers here before, none of them have taken improv. But because of what they've seen or heard or read, they know that you can't say no. And that is the main thing about improv. And yes, it is very important. This is something that we teach. It's the most basic thing that we teach because you need to start with something like that to be able to build a scene or build a song or play a game in improv. Yes, yes and is very important. So I'm going to explain a little bit about that now. So when I teach improv, I always say that when we're kids, we always believe in yes and. We grew up believing in yes and. What does that mean? I believed that I was a mermaid when I was a kid, right? Who's a mermaid? Me. Who's a singer? Me. Who's a dancer, a gymnast, a chef? Me. I believed yes and in everything. But as we grow older, you know, we meet people, we go into society, and then we are sort of trained to not believe that. 
suddenly I'm not a mermaid. Mermaids aren't real, you know. Gymnastics, oh, you didn't take gymnastics classes. You're not a gymnast. So these are things that we learn growing up. We learn the concept of no, which is not a bad thing, of course. We need to know the concept of no also. We can't be yesing all our lives. But when we believe so much in the no, then sometimes we develop what's called an inner critic. So what I would say is a lot of people that take improv have a lot of hesitations because they think, oh, I have to say something funny. Oh, this has to be, how are my classmates going to receive this? How are people going to receive this? And that is something that we teach you to unlearn in improv. You just need to accept, say yes. And when you say yes and, and you fail, that's okay. Because people are allowed to make mistakes. So that's something that's very comforting about taking improv classes. If you make mistakes, it's absolutely fine. Because it's a learning process. And I do believe that improv is something that you can do all throughout your life and still be learning and learning. So that's something that we teach to unlearn, to silence your inner critic. Everything that tells you you can't do it, everything that tells you that you're not doing the right thing, that's something you unlearn. You just do it, and then if you fail, you fail with pizzazz. A lot of my students are going to remember that quote from me. Like, if you fail, you fail with commitment. You fail with pizzazz, and it's okay. So one thing that yes and also brings to the table is that you know, some people always think, well, you can't yes and everything because people bring yes and into their lives and then they apply it into their lives. But it's true. You cannot yes and every single thing because yes and yes, it's the main principle of improv. But if that's the only thing you know in improv, then that's the most elementary thing. It's the most grade school <laughs> the most grade school foundation of improv. So what do I mean by that? Let's say a scene is, ano, somebody just comes in and, oh, uh, magpakamatay tayo. Yes, and gumamit tayo ng kuchilyo. See, that's, that's weird, right? That's, I mean, yes, it's a yes and, but it's such a basic understanding of yes and that sometimes the scene will go to places that you don't really want it to go. So this is why when you see Yes and, for example, in cartoons, you've seen it in The Simpsons, you've seen it in shows like Broad City or Community or... What's that show? There's this show. Anyway, there's, there are a lot of shows that make fun of improv and show that people who do improv look crazy. <laughs> and their shows are so bad. Because all they're doing is yes and. That's not a bad thing. But like I said, it's a very elementary way of seeing improv if everything is all about yes and. And that's kind of why improv sort of gets a bad reputation. Because when you see a show and everything is just about yes and, suddenly, you know, oh, I'm an alien. Yes, and we're going to go to Mars. Yes, and we're going to eat the flesh of the animals in Mars, yes, and they're all gonna die. You know what I mean? Like, it's not relatable anymore. I mean, yes, you're building on an idea, but there are certain things that you have to know about improv besides yes and to be able to do improv well. One of those things is trusting and making your scene partner look good. What does that mean? It means it's not about you. So with improv, 
you know, a lot of people think, oh, I can't do improv because I'm not funny. I'm not going to do well. Well, that's the thing. The reason you won't be able to do improv well is because you're thinking about it in yourself, only internally. When the thing is, good improv is about the other person. So what happens is when you're in a scene or in a game with someone, what you should remember is that you should be making that other person look like the smartest person, look like the smartest person. Don't do it for yourself. Do it for the other person because that other person is also doing it for you. So there's a lot of trust involved and there's a lot of making the other look good involved to make a scene go well. And these are things, of course, that you can apply in real life. A lot of people who take improv do say that these are principles that they apply at work, you know, listening to the colleague, listening to your boss. Even if you don't think your boss is right, you make it seem like they are correct, you know, just think that they are doing a good job, make it about them. Yun lang, you need to trust that they will do the same for you, but that's what it's about. It's not about you. So when you listen to a lot of podcasts, for example, or a lot of talks about improv, yes, you can learn these things. You can learn a little bit of the concepts. You can read books about it. But really, to truly be able to understand improv, you actually have to try it. You have to apply it. It's not about talking. It's not about listening to a talk or reading a book. These are things that you have to practice. For example, it's just like, you know, if you're going to learn about Playing the guitar. How are you going to learn to play the guitar? Do you just watch YouTube videos and you don't have a guitar? Are you going to learn that way? Of course not. You have to actually practice it. So, you know, a lot of people don't understand that. Um, especially we've had clients who are just like, do you do talks? Do you do improv talks? And for us in third world improv, we're like, yeah, we can do talks, but you're not really going to learn anything. You can write notes down, keep it in your mind. But if you don't practice it, in real life, then, you know, you're not really going to get anywhere. So, yeah, I have notes here, actually. <laughs> here. So another thing is um, what we've noticed is there are a lot of people who say things in class like, oh, this could have gone well, but they didn't yes and my idea. I said something and they didn't yes and it. So how are they making me look good? That in itself is a mistake because you are making it about you and your idea. You are pushing your agenda. What should happen next is that you should really listen to the other person. When something happens, if they don't yes end your idea, you know what? Move on. Move on. Life is like that. No one's gonna yes end your ideas all the time. But if they don't, then you kind of have to listen to the other person and see why they didn't yes end your idea because maybe their idea is better. So if you're stuck in your idea, and then that's your ego. You know what I mean? Parang, I, I said this. They didn't yes and my idea. It's all about ego then. So this is something that you need to drop. So it's really interesting that improv can sort of help with your personality as well. Um, people learn to put down their egos and not take themselves so seriously. And that's a good thing. I've learned a lot in improv and I actually attribute my current personality to the years I've spent doing improv. 
I've been doing improv since 2006, guys. That's a while. Oh my gosh, 2006. It's 2021. Ah, that's how long I've been doing this. And I do plan to talk about improv every so often on this podcast because a lot of people, and by a lot, you know, the 10, less than 10 people who messaged, actually want to know a little bit more about it before they jump into it, which is absolutely understandable. And I do want to make improv accessible for everyone. So, you know, before you try, you can listen to a few things, but also realize that you have to practice it to be able to really understand it. And remember, this is something that I've been doing since 2006. Did I get it right away? Of course not. I would say that in my improv journey, I only got better three years after doing it, which sucks because I'm actually jealous of the people who have been taking improv now because they actually have coaches to be able to help them understand what it is they are doing that's not making it go as well as they think. So backstory, story time. When I started improv in 2006, the reason I started is because I got to watch Spit. Spit was around since 2002. And I got to watch them in 2006 when I was in college. And at the time, they were training people. They were accepting new members, training new members. And Missy Maramara, who was a teacher of my friend at the time in college, saw me in the audience and asked me if I wanted to try it. And the thing is, I grew up watching Whose Line Is It Anyway? So of course, of course I wanted to try it. That was so much fun. And in the first few years, I knew I was bad, but I didn't know why. And Spit was at a point where everyone was still learning from each other. So they had only been doing it for around four years, but everything was based on books, internet articles, maybe one workshop or two workshops that Gabe took and cascaded onto the members. But that's it. We didn't really know what we were doing. We just knew that when something worked, okay, that worked. And we tried to dissect, why did that work? And then when scenes didn't work, we also tried to dissect, why? Why didn't it work? And because our understanding wasn't as full as our understanding now, a lot of the feedback that was given to me was, you know, Aaron, you're doing things technically correct naman. It's just not funny. And, you know, it's just not interesting to watch. So imagine hearing that kind of feedback and not knowing how to improve it. That was so hard for me. So in the first three years, no joke, guys, I know a lot of people now think, oh, you've been doing improv for so long. You've probably always been good at it. No way. There were times when after shows, I would cry on the way home knowing that a show did badly because I did badly. Or a show did well, but I was just sitting down the whole time and I had no contribution to it. So it was a lot of struggle for me in the beginning, but it's really interesting because you would think that if someone did so badly at something, maybe they just want to quit. But improv was the first, well, I was in college, but improv was the first thing in my life that I knew I was doing it badly 
And I was crying and I felt so bad after shows, but all I wanted to do was get better. So since then, that was my mantra in life. All I want to do is do well. I want to be good. I want to be good at improv. And look, now I'm teaching it. So it's really practice. And I learned a lot when I went to the U.S. to study improv because they've been doing improv for what? Since the 1950s, 1960s. So they understand it down to the basic concept. So a lot of the teachers got to see what it is that you're doing wrong and they can tell you exactly, oh, you know, it's because you said this, it's because you did that. How about you try it this way? So these are things that we learned, that I learned when I was in the U.S. And when we came back to open third world improv, suddenly I understood things when I saw other people perform like, oh, this is why this scene isn't moving forward. And then I try to make them understand that, oh, it's because you were pushing your agenda or you weren't yes ending. Things that you can spot like that. So I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous of the students now because they get so good so quickly as opposed to us, Spit. It was really a journey of trial and error. But you know what? No regrets because... We learn so much from each other. And because of that, everyone in Spit and in Third World Improv, we've gotten so close because we know that we've grown together in our improv journey. And you know what? Improv actually teaches you to be more open and to be more vulnerable. So it's interesting how close you can get with people so quickly just by being truthful and open and vulnerable through games, right? So this may sound like a, a sales pitch. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But I mean, you asked, right? You asked. So going back to the original principle that I was talking about, yes and saying that you can't say no. Absolutely, this is the most basic thing. But you'll learn later on in the higher levels how to say no while still saying yes. Now that's a little more complicated to explain, but... I hope you got to understand what yes and is and how it helps in personal development by saying yes to things instead of outwardly saying no, by being able to listen to other people, by making other people look good. Those are the things that will be able to help you. One of the things that we talked about recently is that improv is about the learner and not about the teacher. So if a student leaves the class thinking, oh, my teacher is amazing, that's a good thing. But if the student leaves thinking, oh, my gosh, I did so well today and my classmates did so well today, that's even better. So again, yes, and is great, something you need to learn, but it's not the only thing that you need to know. And that's why it improv is shown so badly in TV shows because yes and is the only thing that they understand. So again, thank you for listening to this episode. If you have any messages for me, please message the Tawalet's Instagram account. I reply there. I look at all your messages. If you have any feedback, please let me know there. And this isn't going to be the only improv lesson that I'll be talking about on the podcast. So watch out for a little bit more of that. If you want to learn a little bit more, yeah, again, just ask me questions on the Tawa That's Instagram and I will read it. So I hope you guys enjoyed my little solo episode today. 
I don't do solo podcasts a lot. I don't know if I do it well. But if you have any improv slash comedy related questions you want me to answer, game. Just let me know. I take feedback all the time. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and enjoy the rest of your day. Bye! This podcast is powered by Podcast Network Asia. For more info on the shows and the network, visit Podcast Network Asia's social media or visit www.podcastnetwork.asia. Also by Podmetrics. Track your podcast stats across multiple platforms to have a full view of your audience and clout. Sign up and create your account for free at podmetrics.co using our code TAWALETS. Thank you so, so much for joining me on another episode of Tawalets. Really, guys, I appreciate that you are listening to this. It's insane. Thank you. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. <laughs>